Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 89 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholz. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nicholas Manella. How are we doing, buddy? Using the full name. Am I in trouble this week or something? Uh, you might be. I don't know. You tell yeah. me. What'd you do? Um, what have you been up to? Not much. Got to hang out with you a couple times in the last week. That was nice. That was a nice little change of pace. We don't get to do that that often ever since I you know, moved away from the Baltimore area, but it was great. We got to do a little boating. Um, wanted to say a quick thanks and a shout out to a friend of mine. I'm not allowed to say their name, mm. but a very close friend of mine did get me this very awesome United States Secret Service hockey puck. So Ooh, I am now sick. Nick Manella hockey puck detective. So I'm just <laughs> going to bring this around with me like a badge anywhere I go. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome i didn't yeah. see that uh when we were there i guess he gave it to you or after whoever gave yeah. It to you. yeah yeah whoever it is yeah whoever no idea who that could be. you can't tell it's a secret yeah. <laughs> also gonna toss it across the screen to my other co-host mac vogel who also has an excellent question of the day to lead us off mac i'm gonna toss it off to you how's it going guys yeah i'm just um you know having a little breakfast um <laughs> Good Friday Jesus morning, Christ, you know. man. Well, it's Friday. I thought, yeah. it, I, did I read the <laughs> day wrong? I thought it's it was 6.50 in the morning. Right. Dude, how can you drink all day if you don't start in the morning? <laughs> oh, my God. That's, you're, uh, you're that's a just legend. Wisconsin coffee right there, right, bud? <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. Holy shit. Oh, that man. was kind of awesome. I will uh, do a little question of the day here. Um this is uh this is one that my friends and I have debated on. I don't know which one of them like really created it to start, but is this like a two a.m. after the bar? Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. those like definitely been talked about in the that kind of scenario. But um, I'll explain it as best I can. Basically, what do regular old folks like us or you uh, have the best chance at doing? Gaining four yards in an NFL game. Uh, scoring a goal in an NHL game, getting a hit in an MLB game, or scoring 10 plus points in the NBA. And now those numbers are kind of like arbitrary. You could like move them up or down, however you see fit, but that's the fairest way I see to break it down. Like some people have also said like a point in an NHL game. I've even heard people say like a basket in the NBA, but I think it's like you could get lucky and like toss one up in the NBA. So like, I don't know. I feel like 10 plus is equal to like a goal or like four yards in the NHL. Like, do you know how hard it would be to get four yards in the NFL? Uh, This is a really good question. This is a tough one. I, I think for me personally, you could automatically, well, all three of us should, I think remove getting a hit in an MLB. I think that's, that's That's the hardest one. Yeah. By far. Uh, I would say the second one would probably be scoring 10 in the NBA because none of us are over six foot. Um, and we suck at basketball. I'm going to speak assume. for yourself, dude. You're good. Yeah. You're. What do you mean? Great mid range jumper. Okay, but like in. Yeah. It, you I'm know. not saying in an NBA game, but no, I could hold my I, own for myself. Okay. Yeah. I, I I can't. There's no way I'd score ten in an NBA game. There's just zero chance. 
Um, I think, in my opinion, that's the easiest. One. That's the one I would go with, just I mean, because when you look it's at everything the else. Are you yeah, guys nuts. Yeah, that's you know the one I'm going to hard go scoring with. 10 in an NBA game. Of there's, can we talk about the football one? There's no second? argument for this one. I'm sorry. There's no chance in hell when 300-pound men can run a 40-yard dash in about you're five seconds. You're probably not even getting a yard in an NFL game. I was going to say. Well, and you're going to end up in the hospital. So. Yes. Scoring yeah. a goal in the NHL, I don't think would happen. No. There's no. No, chance. no, but I put it as sort of like my second most likely to happen mm-hmm. because, you know, Same. yes, I'd go out there and look like Bambi with skates on compared to those guys but it's still possible you could just rip a low it could go off my shin or off my ass or off of someone else you guys think it's easier to score 10 points in the nba game than gain four yards in an nfl game yes 100 in general but for scrubs like us absolutely oh i'm gonna adamantly disagree on that one i just like go without saying but like obviously none of these have to do with how hard it is to like get to that league uh, right now this is assuming that they're gonna literally throw you into one game in any of these leagues and that is what you have to do your e-bug or whatever it is for their sport but the thing with the football thing is even if let's say you the, the argument I always hear is like, what if I ran a pass pattern and got into open space? Right, one of like those guys if, could cover you blindfolded and with one leg on and still be faster. Than okay. You. Maybe I, yeah. maybe I read this wrong. Gaining four yards. What if I'm a running back? Is that, cause that's how I interpreted it. I'm a receiver. That changes the question. You're, you're anything. You, I think it's you know, anything. Yeah. It can be I think anything. if you put me receiver, no way running back. I mean, I would think that if you had like, you know, Pat Ricard at fullback and you get a good O line, you can maybe get, a little lucky and squeak out four. I'm saying, let's say you have exactly one game in all of these to do this. Like you have one whole game, however many plays you're going to get in an average game. Like, let's say you're like a regular ish player. You're going to play like a decent amount. Five. We could even make it an even five yards in an NFL game. If that makes it harder or easier or whatever, but right. I don't care. MLB. You could give me a thousand swings. I ain't getting a hit. No, not a chance. No way. Not, that one's and, that one's not happening. And as much as like we love hockey and you know we've all played, I think I, I don't think there's a fucking chance in hell the NHL goal happens. I'm just being honest. We just um, don't speed for it mostly. We'd be we'd be yeah. stuck in like the neutral zone while they just keep going back and forth. Like we wouldn't even be able to like get into the zone before the puck was going. I wouldn't wanna, be a factor at all. No. Yeah. I want to pose this question to the listeners. I am personally going to say it's probably easier to gain four yards in an NFL game than it is to score 10 points in an NBA. Uh, I'm going to stick with my, my basketball one. And I'm not like discounting the NBA at all because those guys are ridiculous, but they're freaks. Yeah. I will say, I hear your logic and I do think there's a possibility. Like you get into open space, you get lucky on one play and you're like, Oh shit, he got four yards there. But like, There's no chance you're getting five buckets in an NBA game. I would bet of my life. You on have that. to get lucky more times in the NBA one to like. You only have to get lucky once, right, on one play in that NFL. Right, right. That, and that's kind of it. So, dude, if you said if you said two buckets, let's change it to four okay. points. That maybe might, ten is a little high there. Yeah, yeah, ten might be a little high. If you said four points, maybe I. I, I mean, it's still I probably still go with football to be honest with you, but. Two buckets. What if you get fouled in the NBA? You're even getting free throws and shit like that. Like anything could happen. You're playing an entire NBA game. You if know? you can, if you can get into the paint, more power to you. But I, I'm just. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna pose this to the to the listeners. I think Sounds we should good. publish this as a clip. What is easier to do? What do you have a better chance of accomplishing? Gaining four yards in an NFL game as a receiver or a running back, 
Or do you have a better chance of scoring, you want to say, 10 or 4 points in an NBA game? We'll say 4. Sure. Because I, I think the, the last thing I'll say about basketball is the way that the NBA is played now. It's your best chance to have an open look at scoring. Fair. With the way the kick out and the cross seam passes are going. Yeah, like you could easily, if you get decent at finding like one spot that you're comfortable in, like maybe that uh, that side free throw, or sorry, three option where the you're corner like, three. Yeah, yeah. The corner three. Yeah, I hear your logic. If it's 10 points, no fucking way. Four points, yeah. maybe I can hear you. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right. I like that. Good question, Mac. That was solid. I like kicking off the brain juices this early on a Friday. Um, so we're going to get rolling here. A lot of league news to cover, but before we do, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's real Bay apparel made by real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, brackish life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. One last thing, not to plug ourselves too much, but go check out the merch store on our website, emptybetters.com. Click on shop. Look at all the new summer merch that we have on there. That's only going to be up for maybe a month or so left before the summer is over. We also have our Wowie Kazowie collab with the Lachlan Family Foundation. We will also be at their charity golf tournament on September 13th with Craig Lachlan and Courtney Lachlan themselves. Plan to get a lot of good content from that. We'll be meeting up with some Caps players and getting some live interviews. So be on the lookout for that. Nick, going to toss it across the screen to you. Yeah. Uh, Shea Weber's season, uh, just to kick off the news, is likely over. Uh, it just doesn't seem like with the injuries that this guy has sustained over pretty much like the last three or four years that he's going to be able to play next season. I really hope that that's not true, but this is – what the majority of the reports are th- out there are saying. And a lot of people suspect he may just retire and call it a career, which when, when you've accomplished as much as this guy has, you know, do what you can do to preserve your, you know, overall well being for the next 20 or 30 years of life. So, you know, power to you. Good for him. Uh, and just want to wish him the best. Uh, Arizona Coyotes defenseman Nick Jalmerson is calling it a career after 14 NHL seasons. He spent the majority of his career with the Hawks, where he played a vital role on all three Stanley Cup winning teams. He was one of only seven players to be part of all championships in 2010, 2013, and 2015. To chime in quickly on that one, just being near the Chicago area, a lot of Blackhawks fans around here, he was very beloved to that franchise for his entire tenure there. I know a lot of diehard Hawks fans out here that were real sad to hear he was hanging the mitts up. But yeah. I know everyone talks about Keith and Seabrook, but that guy was just a shutdown machine for them. Just eight pucks, like just for breakfast. Solid. You knew, you know what you're getting with that guy on the ice. Mm-hmm. So, him and Weber both play the game hard, play the game yes. the right way, and and you know, wishing both of them a, a great career, a great retirement. Excuse me. Um, yeah. You know, save your body, like Nick said, please. Yeah. Uh, basically, following the draft and the trades that have happened over the last week basically every brother 
pairing in the NHL is now playing for the same organization. So Caleb and Seth Jones are in Chicago. Uh, that's not where it stopped for the Blackhawks. They also drafted Colton Dock, Kirby Dock's younger brother. Uh, the Avs drafted Taylor McCarr, Kale McCarr's younger brother. Uh, and then the big one is the Devils drafting Luke Hughes. Uh, that's Jack and Quinn Hughes' younger brother, fourth overall. And now all three Hughes brothers went in the top 10 of their drafts. Quinn went seventh, Jack went first, and Luke went fourth. Mr. Hughes. Aren't they saying Luke is going to be like the best one too? Yeah, and he's the biggest one too. But like yeah. Mr. Hughes, dude, like bottle that shit and sell it, buddy. Like, come on. Yeah. For yeah. real. Wow. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Sorry, I'm trying to look up the uh, the round one uh, recap here, but because I know we're getting to that next. Yeah, he's um, trying to figure out if maybe it'd be easier to score a field goal in the <laughs> NFL game instead, or if that's he's still zero kind of, chance. Out of shape about the that's chest. something that I put myself at zero chance at. It's, oh, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah, it was a good question, Mac. I just I I, I feel like people undersell the the bat the basketball there. I don't know. No, for sure. I mean, it sparked a good debate. That's why I like it. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I'm hip. Um. Mike Sullivan was named the head coach of the tw- oh look now he pays attention of the 2022 U.S. Men's Olympic Hockey oh, Team. Um, he previously served as an assistant coach on Peter Laviolette's staff at the 2006 Olympics. He's also represented the United States as head coach of Team USA at the 20 the 2007 World Championships and as an assistant coach at the 08 World Championship and the 2016 World Cup. What do we think of this move? best American coach in the league. I mean, you know, what, no shot at anyone in particular when I say that. I know you guys get some shitty grin on your face, but uh, nah, Sully's deserved it. He's, last five years, you know, hard to name a better American coach. So well-deserved. Um, hopefully this makes Pittsburgh respect him a little more because every season it feels like people are calling for his name, but I personally love him as a coach. So I don't mind the appointment. I just care significantly more about whether or not the NHL players are going as opposed to who the coach is. Yeah. Not that it doesn't make a difference, but that's a conversation for uh, another day down the road. I'm sure in the next six months, well, they're going to have to say, but in the next six months, we should know more on that. So yeah. And they'll flip flop two or three more times too. hundred percent. Want to recap some of the draft stuff that's happened for you guys. But before we do, we just want to remind everyone that summer is here and there's never been a better time to get out on the water. Harry and I were both out on the water last weekend. We had a blast. So if you're looking to finance that new boat or yacht you have always dreamed of, then the Yacht Lender is a specialist in marine finance. With partnerships with 15 banks, he has the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for. Backed by Trident Funding with over 25 years as an industry leader, the Yacht Lender has the expertise and know-how to finance the boat of your dreams. Don't wait. Apply today at YachtLender.com or check him out on Instagram at YachtLender to see others who have already gotten out on the water. Uh, Um, Did you guys watch the draft at all? No, but can I can I uh, share a story? Yeah. So Yachtlander, um, you know, very near and dear friend. Um, so last night, for those of you who are in the Baltimore area, this this kid, you know, he's a great great Yachtlander, and he lends yachts extremely well, and we uh, we credit him for that. But he decided to do a hot wing challenge at Delia Foley's in uh, in Baltimore. He did the hot wing challenge, signs the waiver. And I got a whole Snapchat from, you know, a, a mutual friend who was documenting the entire experience. <clears throat> this kid 
is like dying 30 seconds in like just pure like smoke out of the ears faces red meat sweats like everything and uh they told him he didn't want to do it but they told him if you're going to do it like tonight's the last night we only have like like three peppers left that we use to like season these and he's like okay fine i'll do it well he he ate five of the ten quit so one he didn't even finish it then he chugs an entire like half pint of milk that he bought from 7-eleven which means it was most likely expired rips it i wasn't there for this but rips it and then they're going to flip night uh at one of the bars you know down the strip this kid starts getting stomach like palpitations or whatever the yeah term, no like, shit yeah his stomach lining is just singeing by the second Jesus. like hot wings milk and probably booze yeah yeah exactly mm. so <laughs> You know, naturally, he comes to his realization, like, I am not okay. Pukes. This is, if, warning, skip the next 15 seconds if you don't like graphic stories and you're sensitive to, like, all this kind of shit. So, he, uh, he pukes. And the puke is bubbling while it's on the concrete because it's so hot. What? That's how hot the wings were. I got a what? live video. I got a live video. It was like a it was like a fried egg in a pan, oh, like covered in disgusting. oil. It, st- it starts fucking like it starts like bubbling. I'm like, dude, that's gross. Like, oh, oh my god, my so god. This, this morning he wakes up. I'm like, how you doing? I live with yachtlanders, so yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, not good. Uh, was he actually is leaving for vacation today? Was supposed to leave at seven a.m. Still in bed, stomach is on fire, absolute fire, which means butthole probably on fire. Yeah. Um. So you know he's recovering. Yeah. I um, thought he was. Be- uh. Thought he was supposed to do a guest ad read today. I guess he wasn't feeling up. Yeah. To- yeah. Game time decision. Couldn't go. Um, got it. Got it. But he will be lending yachts come Monday. Uh. But it was a rough kick at the can for our boy uh, yacht lender last night. So it was a good effort, valiant effort, but yeah, made for some good stories. Oh, one more thing I want to mention. Um, this is what I was going to pose a question of the day for, and I want your guys' opinion. Um, one of my friends, not going to name a name, hooked up with a girl that hooked up. I won't get into the specifics, but hooked up with Dylan Larkin because they both went to Michigan back in the day. So when Larkin was at Michigan, she hooked up with him. Fast forward six years, however long we are now, my buddy hooks up with her. She ghosts him afterwards, like kind of like doesn't say a word. And this guy thinks it's a good idea for him to get a Dylan Larkin jersey to troll her if they go, if he sees her out. What do you feel? How do you feel about the logic behind that? How is that trolling her? That's kind of what I'm getting at here. Like, Mac, Mac, you're smiling ear to ear. I kind of want to hear you. I mean, it's, it made me laugh initially, but (laughs) it is true that like it, I really don't think that would do anything like even if she assuming first of all it's assuming they're even going to run into each other or something like that right uh but i don't think it would really do anything like if anything she probably just like chuckle or something yeah I don't or think like that's... completely not get it at all yeah well, or be like creeped out i'm guessing though if he knows that and if you know that and if we know that she hooked up with dylan larkin she must like talk about it or like offer that up which means it must have been like which nah. means it's kind of like a yeah it's clearly been a point of like conversation right so 
Yeah. So I don't know. I was kind of telling my friend, I was like, dude, I don't think you're really like making her feel uncomfortable by doing that. I think you're actually just making yourself uncomfortable by doing that. So I, I um, think you would make everyone uncomfortable by doing yeah. that. Yeah. So I just wanted your guys' feedback. I actually set a reminder also, on my phone for that. I don't want to like, I don't want to rip your friend at all, but like, so what if she ghosted you? Yeah, I mean, next, like, just yeah, yeah, uh, yeah dude, this yeah. kid's got problems, so I'm not gonna yeah. go. I'm not gonna mention names, but yeah. he hard to hard to listen to our show. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> so he know he knows exactly who he is. So uh, he cool. told me about this. He said, "Bring it up on the pod. I want to know their thoughts." So I set a reminder on Tuesday for like six thirty on Friday. That's how dedicated I was. Here was your first mistake. She went to Michigan. Move on to the next one, buddy. Well, Nick, thank I, you, yeah. thank you for saying that. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little entry draft, and I'm sure that you'll have a lot to say about Michigan. Yeah, uh, from ripping on them to, I mean, hey, let's give them some props. This has never been done before, and honestly, this may never be done again. The top, out of the top five draft picks, four of them were Michigan Wolverines. That's just nuts. nuts. So I wonder who's going to win the national championship next year. Uh, Yeah, they're they're a mush if they don't. Because I, mean, I think I don't uh, want them to. I, I don't really want them want to want either. Them to. <laughs> but I think all of those guys are going to go back for another year. Well, probably. And I mean, if I'm the number one overall pick, Owen Power, uh, you know, stud defenseman on Michigan who got taken by the Buffalo Sabres, there's no chance I want to play in Buffalo next season. Not with everything that's going on. I'd go win myself a natty and I'd go take my talents. I also don't know if he's there yet. Like, Where? I think he might need another year at least. Yeah, exactly. So just to kind of recap the top five, uh, first overall, Owen Power, defenseman to the Sabres from Michigan. Uh, number two to the Seattle Kraken, Matty Beneers. He's a center at Michigan. Uh, number three to Anaheim, they have Mason McTavish, uh, center from Olton in the SUI. Uh, and then number four, we already said, Luke Hughes is the Devils, Michigan. <laughs> and then Kent Johnson. Uh, he's a center from Michigan, and he went number five to Columbus. Nothing really surprising. Um, the one thing I will say, and I am by no means a draft expert. I'm just fully putting that out there. But this kid, William Eklund, fell to number seven to San Jose, and he was saying that he was going to get taken number one, and he seems like it was projected to go like two or three, I think, dropped all the way to seven. That's pretty rare when you see that. Yeah. Uh, Nick, that was Sharks it. were probably like, yeah. give me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know in the past you've been a big draft expert. Have you been following as closely this year? Not really. Um, I think, you know, I haven't paid as much attention, just like the scouts, not com- not that I'm comparing myself to them, but like they haven't been able to publicize as much stuff, which means I haven't been able to read as much, read as much stuff. So right. no, not really. I mean, I don't think it was any surprise that the Wolverines had a big draft. I think that was the big headline going in. We knew this was like a weird draft. We knew who number one was going to be. There wasn't really like a, you know, contentious situation over it. So uh, yeah, I think the, the big controversy from this draft though, it comes with the, the player that was taken 31st overall um, Montreal ends up taking uh, defenseman Logan Melu. I don't know if you guys read up on this at all, but yeah. uh, basically he announced prior to the draft that he was pulling out of it. And this came sort of in the wake of him being charged for invasion of privacy and defamation for taking an offensive photo without consent during a intimate encounter with a woman and then circulating that photo around. And I think that happened uh, overseas in Europe. 
Yeah, where he, he like Snapchatted it to his team, and then right. someone must have like spread it or something. Right. So yeah. I think he was fined with it. Uh, I don't know if he was like charged with anything or not. But following that, he basically said like, "Hey, I'm not gonna enter the draft this year. I'm gonna you know focus on the mistake I've made and learn no, how to better to myself." Him, he, owned, he owned it. Yeah. I mean. Right. And then of course he gets taken 31st overall. So and then there's been a ton of backlash. People are like, "I don't like this." You know. The, I think Bettman even came out and said something. Uh, the Canadian prime minister came out and said something, but. Yeah. yeah big, uh, big controversy. I don't know. I have a, I have some thoughts. I don't know if I'll share them, but um, do you guys have anything further? Honest? Not really. I mean, I have my own opinions, but I feel like I'm not, it's not, not really my place to even comment on it. Really. It doesn't yeah. affect me and I'm not, I also yeah. am not close enough to the situation to really know the details either. So, yep. no, I'm I'm right there with you. So, we can move on from that. Yeah, uh, let's try and cover all the nonsense, all the buyouts, <laughs> all the signings, all the trades that we can. But before we do, I think Mac has a little message for you guys about what we've been doing with the Lachlans. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to let all you listeners know that if you haven't heard by now, we have partnered with Craig and Courtney Lachlan to raise money for the Lachlan Family Foundation. The Lachlan Family Foundation was established to advance the research and care surrounding rare forms of cancer. To raise support for this great cause, we have teamed up with Craig and Courtney to create the Wowie Kazowie Bundle. You get a limited edition shirt and koozie, while all the proceeds go to a great cause. Head to EmptyBetters.com to check out our store and pick one up today. If you guys haven't gotten those yet, grab them, those koozies. It's still summertime. I know you guys are still getting out on the water, still going uh, open carry in multiple situations. So grab your koozie. Don't get a ticket. Come on. I got a ticket one time at a LA County beach for having an open beer can. It was like 200 bucks or something like that. What don't a be, joke. Don't be stupid. Yeah. I mean, that is stupid, but like, don't get you. So just, <laughs> yeah. Don't be stupid. Good one. I like it. 200 bucks really for having like an open beer. Most, uh, most expensive sip of Michelob Ultra I've ever had. Yeah. Seriously. Was damn. it worth it? No, <laughs> all the like I've I never showed up to the beach, cracked the Mickey, took a sip, laid down, put a towel over my eyes, and like two minutes later, there's like four ATVs around me. And I'm oh, like, what the fuck? Are you on Mickey right now? No, middle oh. of it, middle uh, of it. Midwest. <laughs> like the only time I've ever seen like anyone get in trouble for drinking on a beach that's like not like one of those crazy spring break videos is when they've had like a glass bottle on the beach and the yeah. lifeguard comes over and goes can you just dump that in a cup they're just like sticklers at LA. Yeah. and apparently everybody knew too that like that's mm-hmm. a thing but i had just moved there from milwaukee where there's bars on the beach so i was like what's going on what's the problem right. what are you encouraged talking in, about it's encouraged yeah. in milwaukee right it's in lunchables in milwaukee actually they send their kids to school with it there's like a little like modelito the little like (laughs) in the lunchable right start them young all right some buyouts to get to the rangers have placed tony d on waivers with the purpose of buying him out we'll get to more on that a little bit later uh, the Canucks bought out Jake Vertanen and Braden Holtby. The San Jose Sharks have bought out goaltender Martin Jones. There you go, Harry. Uh, Oilers placed James Neal on waivers for the poor purpose of buying him out as well. So and just, I believe only one of those names that you just said did not get scooped. Am I correct? You are correct. We'll get to that. 
Yeah. Uh, so just keep those in mind as we try and breeze through these signings. Uh, we're going to try and highlight the big ones as best we can. Uh, Kale McCarr signed in Colorado for six years with a $9 million AAV. I think when oh. we, yeah, when we saw this come out that we were like, okay, this is going to be the benchmark now for these young emerging superstar defensemen. He took a discount too. Let me tell he you, did. We'll, we'll get to Warrenski's uh, deal in a second here, but there is absolutely no reason why Warrenski should be making more than Kale McCarr. In my hundred uh, percent. Taylor Hall is going to stay in Boston for four more years at 6 million per. Of course. Of course. Yeah. What else is new? Uh, Miro Heiskanen gets an eight year extension with an 8.25 million AAV. I think that's going to be a great deal for the stars. You obviously want to lock that guy up as long term as you possibly can. As much as I shit on the guy all year when he was on my fantasy team, didn't do shit. Great player. (laughs) I love him in Dallas, too. I feel like he's like a good like franchise D man for them to stick with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam Bennett signs a four-year deal with the Cats uh, at $4.4 million per. I think that's a great deal. Uh, Keith Yandel, the Sonk Daddy, gets a one-year deal in Philly at a nine hundred grand contract. Not bad for Keith. Uh, I don't hate that for the Flyers. I hate it for myself. Yes, that's exactly. the perfect way to Mixed put it. Mixed feelings there, yep. Yeah, the big fish, Ovi. Everyone was all upset. Everyone was wondering when it was going to happen. Everyone was getting nervous while everyone shut up because he signs a five-year contract worth $47.5 million. It's nine and a half per team-friendly deal. I said it to my buddies. Could could He literally could have taken them to the hoop. What are they going to say? No. I mean, so for him to take a, a little bit of a um, – I don't want to say haircut because I can't remember what he was making previously, but – um, I think it was around def- like 10, right? He definitely could have gotten more and he decided that he was going to be team friendly. Plus he still scores like 35 goals a season. So, I mean, who cares? He's producing. Yeah. yeah it was a little more tenure than I expected to be honest, but um, I'm happy with it. I mean, they're talking to like, they don't even know if that totally means he's going to be done after that or what, like they're just going to reevaluate it when they make it that far. But yeah. Also now, whatever they signed him for, I would have been happy. It could have been 15 mil. I would have been happy. I don't care. Yeah. Also, everyone has now started doing the math on how many goals he needs to score across the next five years. So, yeah, that's definitely picking up steam again, which is yeah. fun. That's that makes the game more fun. So yes. I get it. Um, the Avs get their captain, Gabriel Landeskog, back for eight years, $56 million contract extension. Uh, if you went to elementary school, you can do the AAV math on that. One uh, quick thing I want to say on that worth the money if he's healthy, but based on the injury history that we've seen over the past couple of seasons, a little skeptical. That's all I thought say. this was going to be like a four or five year deal kind of thing. Yeah. me. Well, he probably got him by the balls with the term and uh, they got it done. I think like 18 minutes before midnight when yep. free agency started. So good for Gabe. I love the way Landis God plays. I think he plays the game the right way and he's a warrior. Um, that's why he's injured a lot. <laughs> yep. But it's he's worth every penny if he can stay healthy. I I like this too. It doesn't feel right thinking about this guy in another sweater. Like the whole time that those rumors were heating up, and there were there was even a couple moments where it almost looked like it was like a done deal. Him going to the island and some some other places as well. But um, I'm glad he's staying in Colorado. It never never like settled right in my brain that he would be somewhere else. And as cool as it would have been for all of our Islander fans, I'm certainly glad that he's not going to be in the division against the Caps. So, Amen. Uh, the Habs have elected to bring back forward Joel Armia for four years, a $13.6 million deal. 
Uh, the Oilers signed unrestricted free agent forward Zach Hyman to a seven-year contract carrying a $5.5 million cap hit. Uh, the Oilers bring back Tyson Berry for three years at four and a half per. I like that a lot. Yeah. The Leafs have signed unrestricted free agent goaltender Peter Morazic to a three-year deal with an AAV of $3.8 million. Keep that in mind. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Knights get Alec Martinez back on a three-year, $15.7 million deal. Love that. Blake Coleman. Oh, my gosh. Six yeah. years with the Flames, $4.9 million per. Awesome deal for him after winning back-to-back cups. So that guy's life is going pretty well. And plus, I think he just had another kid. Um, Dallas Stars get Ryan Suter from the Wild with a four-year deal with a $3.6 million AAV. A little too long. Yep, completely agree. I agree. Uh, let's see what else is big on here. Uh, the Canucks get Yarrow Halak for one year at $1.5 million. I think that's a solid deal. Carolina. Uh, yep, they signed Freddie Anderson to a two-year, $4.5 million AAV deal. So that's basically the Leafs and Hurricanes swapping goaltenders. Pretty much. Switcheroo. Yep. Uh, Nashville brings back Mikhail Grandler for four years at $5 million per Um Right now, in my opinion, I think that's an overpay, but uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, Dallas signs Holpe. Yeah, Dallas gets Braden Holpe for a one-year deal worth $2 million. Montreal gets David Savard for a four-year deal at $3.5 million. Um, People listening, there's a shit ton of signings. literally like two pages worth of them here. We're not going through through all of – at this point, we're going through the big names. Just because Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh, I would like to say they signed Brock McKinn, four years, 2.75 per, also known for scoring the overtime thriller in the Caps-Kane series. So hopefully we can get a little more of that. Fuck you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Seattle, that's a big one. They signed Philip Grubauer to a six-year deal at 5.9 per – that's pretty big news. Um, and you guys got Vanacek back. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But, um, you know, Seattle gets their franchise goalie. A little shocked that Colorado didn't, you know, make a more competitive offer. But This was a big mess. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I know they only got so much money and they got – they just extended McCarr and, you know, you're going to have McKinnon's contract coming up soon and God knows what that's going to be worth. So um, they're going to be up against the cap. Uh, Nick, I'll let you take the next one. Um. LA Kings signed Philip Deneau to a six-year deal at five and a half per. I think that's pretty big. I know the Habs yeah. are really going to miss out on that. And I think the Kings are really starting to put some stuff together. So keep an eye they on are. them. The Kings look good. Uh, the Kraken get forward Jaden Schwartz, five years, five and a half million. Uh, Tony D, he's back. A lot of people didn't think this guy was going to get another crack at the NHL. Well, he is. He signs a one-by-one deal with the Hurricanes as if I needed another excuse to hate the hurricanes, but <laughs> they, they have eight, they have eight defensemen that could legitimately play like any given night on with any yeah. team. So I would imagine there's going to be some salary cap movement on that team. They're going to be up against the cap. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy about this and he, he and I were basically saying it's basically a $1 million PTO for this guy at this point. So yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, another one. Holy shit. Uh, Leafs, Leafs. Uh, I'm gonna say Leafs Twitter lost their mind when I read you this one, and I'll explain why. Braden Point signs an eight-year deal with an AAV of nine point five million. That's just over a seventy-two million dollar contract. A lot of Leafs fans complaining about how much money Mitch Marner is making because these two are very comparable players, and they're both you know right-handed. 
good scoring offensive threats, small body, but skate really well. But Marner's torn up the regular season. Braden points never been bad in the regular season. He's probably like close to a point per game. I don't know. I'm saying that off the top of my head, but in the playoffs, just a different animal. I mean, were they in the same draft? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. That's a good question. They might've been, but Leafs Twitter lost their mind. Cause you know, obviously like how can we win when Marner's making a million and a half more than a guy who scored in eight straight playoff games and he can't score in 13 playoff games. So, yeah. I mean, they have some valid points there. Yeah, they do. Uh, Florida gets Carter Verhage back three years uh, carrying an AAV just over $4 million. I think that's a great deal. Nick Felino signs in Boston for two years. Uh, and then New Jersey lands the big fish after Landis Cog. They get Dougie Hamilton for seven years at $9 million per. That Can is all- way too much money in my opinion. Yeah, I was I was definitely going to say that. Can we also talk about the Bruins signing Linus Allmark? Are they, like, is Rask, like, not good? Like, is he, uh, like, Halak, is he hurt? Is I, I know Halak left, so they needed a backup. Okay. And, and I, I think Rask they, is, yeah, he's going to be yeah. questionable. Darth is gone, and I don't know what the deal with Swayman is. True. Actually, one that I didn't, yeah. one that I don't know if we added. Did we already talk about Brandon Saad to St. Louis? Not yet. Uh, yeah, five year deal for Brandon Saad to St. You, St. Louis. You wanted him in Pitt. I did. That one kind of bites. Um, Christ, dude, there's so many on here. I, I don't know how many we've read already. Did we save Verhage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, apologies if we missed one. We're trying. Um, did we save Wierenski? No. Wierenski gets six years at 9.58 per. That's more than Kale McCarr is making. Way too much money, in my opinion, if, you know, the Columbus is going to be bottom feeders for the foreseeable future. I know Wierenski's kind of their guy with Jones gone, but. Exactly. That's the big thing there. They had to, they had to do it. They had to keep at least one of them. Yeah. So. Uh, I like the Rangers, uh, not for me, but as a move for their team. I like them bringing back Philip Heedel on a bridge deal at two years, 2.3 per i think that's a solid deal for him solid deal for them and exactly what they need their contracts to look like right now um yeah i i uh sorry guys i'm stuttering montreal to, with hoffman is that yeah okay um i think so, that's all of them <laughs> yeah we got them all um I'll I'm, be, I'm all over the place yeah like it helps when you go in order with the list sometimes yes yeah. uh, <laughs> good advice but Fuck me, right? Out of all of these, which is the big one and which is a big mistake? That's what I want to know. Um, I think I, I'm going to answer that question a little differently than you might have imagined. But I think teams that I really think are putting themselves in a good position, I think the Kings are doing a great job. I think L.A. is going to be competitive this season, like truly competitive. I think they could fight for a playoff spot. Um, and of course, Boston, I love what they're doing. They get Hall back at a good deal. They're going to have Felino there, you know, as a third line, you know, checking winger, which is a great, great signing. Um, one that I don't like, oh, and I like what Florida did with Bennett and Verhage. Those are two key pieces for them. One that I don't like, um, I, I mean, I hate to beat up on Columbus, but I really don't. I mean, Wierenski's a great talent don't get me wrong but i think that is just way too big of a cap hit especially when you look at what haskinen and mccarr just signed for i don't really understand how warenski gets that much money other than he just has them by the balls um yeah i I think that's exactly what it was like they were gonna have to pay him that much to get him to stay there right so that's my thoughts i'll let you guys talk now 
I think the big miss here is it's not a signing. It's the abs letting Grubauer go. You know, you put yourself in a position year in and year out where you're, I mean, for what the last two years consecutively, they've been the cup favorite at the beginning of the season and throughout the regular season to an extent. And you let your number one, your the guy that's been your a one goalie for the last two or three years walk like that. Yeah. I don't know. And then your solution to that problem is Darcy Kemper. I think Kemper's got some game. I question the consistency. I feel like with Grubauer, you kind of know what you're going to get. And with Kemper, you're not as sure, but I feel like the upside is tremendous. I mean, he was a, Vesna, I think so too. He, he was a Vesna candidate like two seasons ago. So yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit when we get to the trades, but I, they had to give up an arm and a leg just to get him too, because he was one of the only ones left out there. Yeah. And Arizona knew that and they played it perfectly. I thought, yeah. uh, some trades to get to, uh, we'll wait, Mac, Mac, did you have any that you wanted to comment on? The only other one I was going to add was, uh, and we, I kind of already touched on it was Ryan Suter. And just to put it in perspective, look, he's a career player great player had some great moments for team usa as well but um he's about to turn 37 in january and that's a four-year deal i mean it's not a ton of money at 3.6 a year right. but i would like to see like a two-year deal for him somewhere maybe three yeah we hear you i'm assuming like the front two are for him the back two and or the front two are for them the back two are for him or something who knows uh, we mentioned uh, Hyman to the Oilers. Uh, he has since been signed since then. Uh, the Sabres dealt Sam Reinhart to the Panthers in exchange for a 2022 first rounder and Devin Levi. I think if you're the Sabres, great job. You yeah. got a first round pick for Sam Reinhart. You did what you needed to do in that deal. Kudos. Now don't screw this one up. Right. No, I totally agree. Uh, a one-for-one one trade. We really don't see too much of these anymore in the NHL, but the Flyers trade Jacob Voracek to the Blue Jackets in exchange for Cam Atkinson. So Voracek goes back to the team that drafted him. Atkinson comes to Philly. I uh, don't really know. I don't get that one at all for Columbus. I think yeah. I think that's a steal for Philly. Yeah, I was a little bit confused by that one too. Lower uh, cap hit and big upside. I think that's a great trade for the Flyers. The Flyers, plus, are, Flyers are looking good. Yeah, plus Atkinson in a Flyers uniform just pisses me off. So <laughs> um, the Hurricanes trade Jake Bean to the Blue Jackets for a 2021 second rounder. Uh, the Jackets have been pretty active. Obviously, they're big one. They've traded Seth Jones, the 31st overall pick, and a 2022 sixth rounder to the Hawks in exchange for Adam Boquist, the 11th overall pick, and a 2021 second rounder and a 2022 first rounder. So that's a big deal. Uh, love that for the Hawks. I don't think Boquist is too, you know, he's not too shabby, but he's not what Seth Jones is. So I kind of, I mean, I give the Blue Jackets credit. They just traded their franchise player and they got a pretty decent haul, I would say. So, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I give, I give props to Columbus for getting that much return. I mean, when you look at some of the other star players around the league that get dealt, sometimes you're scratching your head, but I think this one kind of, kind of adds up to what it should be. And then uh, obviously Jones, you know, monster contract that he just signed. So yeah, big ticket for sure. Uh, the Yotes send their captain Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland to Vancouver in exchange for the ninth overall pick: Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, Antoine Roussel, and a 2022 second rounder and a 2023 seventh rounder. Um, 
is Roussel still playing? I don't, is Erickson even still playing or is that just I don't, I don't contract stuff? I, I'm pretty sure Roussel played some games last season. Okay. Uh, however, I don't recall Erickson playing yeah. games. Um, and then following that trade, the Canucks signed Garland to a five-year deal with around a $5 million per cap hit. Uh, let's see what else do we have on here. Uh, the Blues acquired forward Pavel Buchnevich from the Rangers in exchange for Sammy Blay and a 2022 second-round pick. And following that deal, they signed Buchnevich to a four-year, $23 million contract. Do you guys love like that. this move for the Blues? I love that move for the Blues. I think Booch came into his own in New York uh, this past season. I think he's going to be a great player for the Blues. Kind of fits that mold. I think that they got a lot of sandpaper in that lineup. I, whenever I think of the Blues, I think of the, you know they got a lot of a lot of grit, toughness, big bodies. But you need a couple skill guys, and I think Booch is going to be perfect for that. Yeah, I think he'll be a good replacement. You know, like with guys like Jaden Schwartz leaving. You know, just another Tarasenko source. Gonna leave. Yeah, 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 just another source of offense in that lineup. So I think that's a good move for them. Uh, the Caps trade defenseman Brendan Dillon to the Winnipeg Jets for a second round picks in 2022 and 2023. So that's Dillon for two second rounders, which I think you kind of have to look at that and go, that's that's a good Dude. deal. Props to you guys. I can't believe you got that that much for him to be quite honest. With and you. those Jets picks could be high too. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. I mean, who knows what Winnipeg's capable yeah. of? Yeah. Right. They're kind of one of those teams you either finish last or first. No one knows. Yeah, and it's going to change every year. I think that you know everyone is like, oh, like you know, you love the way Brendan Dillon plays. He was a fan favorite from his time in DC, so everyone has that sentimental aspect. But this is a good deal. I mean, it, it's the same thing we said about the Verona trade. When you break it down, it's it's a good deal at the right time. So it's also, I mean, it's a bummer. He was a cool, cool guy, cool player and stuff. But it it was one of those things where we kind of rented him and it didn't exactly work out and you know it's a yeah. bummer but sorry to see him go exactly uh the vegas golden knights dealt current vesna trophy winning goaltender mark andre Fleury to the chicago blackhawks for basically what's uh, like an ahl consideration uh this was mainly done to dump salary this uh, is fucked up yeah so basically uh the thing surrounding this that i'm sure everyone has seen is Flurry gets traded, had no idea it was even going to happen. I think he found out via Twitter, if I'm not he, mistaken, he Harry. Did. Yeah, he did. And he's already come out and said, basically, he's, I'm not moving my family to another city. Yes. He's like, we've done that enough. I'm not doing it again. And then the big rumor is that there's a chance he just retires instead of playing for them. So I was a big uh, big Vegas stand on this podcast because the other two hate him, um, in case you couldn't tell by now. That's gone. I hate him now, too. You oh, stab, hell yeah. You don't stab your franchise player who is the key player that you drafted in the first expansion that basically carried you to a cup final in your inaugural year, has made you a competitive team year in and year out. I'm sorry, but the way that you did that is fucked up, and you don't treat your goalie like that. You don't treat your goalie like that. You don't treat your franchise player like that. And then on top of that, you don't treat Mark Andre Fleury like that. Just the nicest guy that you could possibly ask for. One of the best teammates, never complains, gets along with everybody. Fuck Vegas. I'm no longer on that wagon. Uh, they can go rot in hell for all I care. And I hope, I hope that we see Fleury playing again next season. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if you guys – I sent you guys the story on Instagram, but his kids found out and, like, started crying. And they're like, yeah. you don't want to move schools again, like, yeah. all this stuff. I'm like, dude – I get that's part of the business, 
But like you're talking about a Hall of Fame goalie with three Stanley Cups, not your fourth line grinder that you're dishing off for picks. Like you treat him a little bit better than that. So also like he was their superstar. He was their first superstar. He was player because it's not like you're choosing superstars in the expansion draft. So and his agent took to Twitter and literally wrote, did you see Alan Walsh on Twitter? He was saying like, well, we just found out that Flurry got traded. And I was like, oh my God, this is not going to end well. So Flurry, I th- Friedman reported this. I don't know if it's true. Flurry said the only other place he'll play is Pittsburgh, obviously because he has a home there. You know, he's he's familiar with the area, the teammates. But apparently, Hextall is not really trying to go that route. He's trying to find maybe a longer term solution in the goaltending department. We'll see. I don't know, dude. I I just feel bad for him. That's all I gotta say. Two things I'll add is number one, I don't care what your plan was if you're Hextall. If this falls in your lap, I think you take it. I think I you do. Like, yeah. Like, Why not? I don't care if you're a GM and you're big brain or whatever, and you're like, oh, no, this is my big evil scheme to have the best goalie by the year 2025 or whatever. Like, throw it out the window and sign Marc-Andre Fleury. Do it. Uh, yeah. The other thing I will add is, like, I totally get it. You know, family guy. He doesn't want to move his family, all that stuff. We've done this enough, whatever. He's only had to do it once, right? I mean, he yeah. was signed, he was drafted by the Penguins. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so if I'm him, I feel like I would just like move myself to like a city for like a year or like two or whatever. And then like if you still hate it, like retire, or whatever. Like I know it is a lot, and like it's easy for me to say that, and like I don't know what that actually like means and everything. Right. Like I'm also selfish because I just want to see the guy play more games. You know? <laughs> He's just such an awesome, awesome goalie to watch. And this past year with Vegas during the regular season, it was like some of the most – I mean, I hate Vegas, but I had so much fun watching him just like play lights out in so many – he had that streak of like three shutouts in like five games or something like that. And like he was just tearing it up. So I would hate to see him hang him up, but – it's kind of weird that. to say he might hang him up after winning the Vezna trophy this season. Just doesn't seem right. I mean, there's definitely yeah. gas left in the tank. Oh, for sure. I, you know, I mean, my dad and I were talking about this. We were like, Chicago's not too, too far away from Vegas. Like if he just wanted to do that, but like you said, Mac, you know, we don't really know the ins and outs of that. So right. um, it's kind of hard for us to speculate on something like that. Uh, moving the, on, uh, the Coyotes should call him up and uh, <laughs> yeah, actually. like I mean, we're right here, bro. We'll like yeah. buy you like a condo, right? And... Yeah, could work. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks traded defenseman Nate Schmidt to the Winnipeg Jets in exchange for a 2022 third round pick. I'm pissed. I wanted the Caps to go get him back. Thought that they had a good chance at doing that. So, oh well. Uh, the Calgary Flames have acquired Nikita Zadorov from the Blackhawks in exchange for a 2022 third round pick. I think that's a great deal for the Flames. Zadorov's a big guy that can really throw his weight around and should help that uh, identity out a lot. Um, I actually like this deal uh, for the Golden Knights. They got Evgeny Dadnov from the Senators in exchange for Nick Holden and a third rounder. I think that I like that too. Yeah, one of the things we saw that's with sick. Vegas is like they just needed a little oomph and scoring from the he's, forwards with the depth. It's just, he's they a just, water bug, dude. He's yeah. that, he's that slippery Russian mm-hmm. silky hands, like hides in the high slot. You never really, I love he's that a, water bug. That's he's a, a water bug. Yeah. yeah. That's, 
exactly what he is. Um, that's like what they, I think, were hoping when they drafted Vladim Shipachov and he played three games and then went back to the KHL. So I think they're hoping to get that out of Dadnov. So hopefully it, it works out for them, except not because I hate them. Uh, the Caps <laughs> got uh, Vitek Vanacek back from Seattle just about like what, 48 hours after the expansion draft? That whole situation was exactly like, here, it's time for an analogy. I haven't done one of these in a while, but that exact like switcheroo situation was like a bully literally taking your lunch money and just like dangling it like right above your face. And you'd be like, come on, dude, come on. Like I'm having such a rough day. Why you got to do that right now? And they're like, oh, like, oh, come on, come get it or whatever. And then they're like, oh, you're like, okay, what do I have to do to get my lunch back? And they like actually <laughs> name a price. And they're like, you got to like, do my laundry for like a week or do my, do all my homework and turn it and help me get an A on this test or whatever the fuck it is. And you're like, all right, I'll do it, dude. Just give me my shit back. <laughs> that was actually so yeah. spot on. Yeah. Holy shit, Mac. Speaking. Yeah. I, this was just, I mean, Mac, I texted you about it and it's just so, it's so funny. I, part of me wonders, it was there a deal under the table in place? Like, hey. I started wondering that too, because I know like before the expansion draft, there was rumblings that there was all kinds of deals like that mm-hmm. under the table. And maybe that was one of them all along. Maybe maybe BMAC was never panicked about it. And he was like, all right, go ahead, take him. We'll talk in two days. Right. Maybe VTech knew for all I knew. Maybe they were yeah. like, don't move anything. Just right. you know, hold tight or whatever. Like you, you, you take this guy with your pick basically. And then when it's all said and done provided you get another goaltender which they did they got like two or three yeah you know we'll give you something to get them back and then we'll negotiate when that time comes or something basically they they selected a second round pick from us pretty much which and it it was one of the ones that was used in the dylan trade so it's not like they really lost oh true yeah 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 i'm pissed i wanted him to come to pittsburgh but whatever that would have been fun it would have been nice to take one of your players for once instead of the other way around (laughs) You guys took Eric Fair from. I was us just one time. about to say, how'd you like Eric? <laughs> Fair? Yeah, but but like, I mean, he and Brent know. Johnson, dude, come on. Yeah, true. That's yeah, another but one. not not like. And uh, Sergey Gonchar, just saying. I'll, I'll give you Fair. I'll give you Fair. I'll give you Gonchar. I'm not. I'm not gonna take the whole Brent Johnson thing. He didn't really. Do didn't Gonchar win a Stanley Cup with you guys too? Yeah, was, I think he was. He was our best defenseman one, in '09. Yeah, he literally ran the power play. Yeah. <laughs> Like I loved God. She was awesome. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of running awesome. the power play, uh, New Jersey traded Will Butcher and a fifth rounder to Buffalo in exchange for future considerations. The Devils did this mainly to unload the $3.73 million cap hit on Butcher's contract. So congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations, Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, Will Butcher's a great player. Um, yeah. He's, he's young. He's up and coming skates. Great. Good defensively, just an all around great player. So Buffalo got a good one here. Yeah. And then the last trade we have to announce the biggest on this one, list, the biggest one, in my opinion, yep, the biggest one and the most hysterical one of them all. This is the last one up until the point, which is eight 45 on the 30th that we've been recording today. Vegas trades, Ryan Reeves to the New York Rangers for a 2022 third round pick. Wait, who? Yeah, <laughs> we need to make a T-shirt. I've never heard of him. That yeah, has Wilson like staring at Reeves, and they're just staring at each other. And then underneath, we have the the date of opening night, and we'll at Madison Square Garden. It's just a title like, it's a fight. Box. It's, a, it's title a title fight. fight. Just, yeah. The, all right, so we need a prop bet. What are the odds that they drop the gloves on opening night? Yes. 
Yikes. Bet the odds. It's just, this is, yeah, it's just this, it, like, it's already going to happen. This is so perfect. I'm so happy about this because opening night on ESPN caps Rangers is going to be can't miss television. Like God. appointment fucking television. This is well, hopefully, unbelievable. It, hopefully it helps make the caps like actually relevant or something at the very least. But yeah. What do you guys think about all this? Because you know, you know exactly what's coming this season. I, I texted you guys last night. I texted my Cavs friends last night. This is what living rent free in an entire team's head looks like. Yeah. Now, and I'll give you that fair point. But does it worry you a little bit? I no. Mean, he's gonna hurt someone. I don't know who it is, but it, it doesn't he's a really. Clown. Yeah. I, I I fully expect him to like get dressed for like 10 games this this upcoming season he's a clown he's and anytime he's the not a good hockey player there. yeah i just i yeah i'm not really too concerned about that because i think matt great makes a great point is when willie's in the lineup willie contributes on the score sheet revo doesn't so they're gonna suit him up a couple times to try and get him to fight yeah. someone and then eventually they're gonna realize that he doesn't really add much to the lineup in any other way besides that and he also just runs around takes stupid penalties most of the time so i don't think it's a really a smart signing i think they're also just overthinking it like it's really not that big of a thing like apparently the rangers are still rattled about this or something because like i literally haven't been thinking about like the rangers and caps like fight night or whatever since like the week after it happened, I was like, okay, cool. Like that's over now. Yeah. Apparently they've been thinking about it all off season. So clearly like, that's when you don't make the playoffs. And stuff. Right. They were so tired of people Ooh. saying that team didn't have any muscle that they went out and found the biggest guy that they could. So, well, they also, I mean, the, the Rangers got some bodies. They picked up Tenorti. They picked up Reeves. They picked up Nemeth. I mean, they're all of a sudden looking like a bunch of rough, rough goons on the back yeah. end. Well, I think um, they learned last season that like you do need some yeah. muscle on your team. So just so you're all aware, so last night we have a group chat of our friends. Uh, you know, Mark is in there, fellow Rangers fan. Writes at 10.06 p.m. in all caps, Ryan Reeves, oh, Tommy boy, we're coming. Guns blazing. When I say Chris Drury is aiming to kill Wilson, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. And then uh, just I can't say some of the things that are – actually, I can't read the rest of it. So. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, Rangers fans are fired up, I guess, is what I'm trying to point out here. And they and have not forgotten. Honestly, if I was in Mark's shoes. Um, oh, dude. After- I would I would be fired up, too. Right now, I would be. Let's talk halfway through the season. And let's see how that signing has helped let's your see. team. Uh, and, and, yeah. I think this yeah. is a pl- this is also kind of a playoff trade, if that makes it sense. It is. He, you want him in your lineup come playoff time because shit hits the fan, you know, refs let games get out of control, blah, blah, blah. This is one of the guys you kind of need. Do you think a third rounder is an overpay? I mean, not really. I, I think for what they need. I mean, is he worth a third rounder? Probably not. But is he worth a third rounder for the Rangers? Yeah, probably. I think they need someone who's going to set it all straight. I mean, Panarin got fucking manhandled. True. I can tell you from personal experience – the season that Wilson broke Aston Reese's jaw, every Penguins fan was like, fuck us. Why did we trade Reeves? Because we don't have – that's a horrible feeling when you truly don't have anybody who can match up to a bully. Like, that's not fun. And as a fan, it grinds your gears because you're like, why don't we have someone like that? What's wrong with us? Can we call someone up from the A? Like, But it never works out like that. Right. So I will say, though, like you mentioned before, like, Tenorti and Nemeth are, like, 
good players and they're tough and they're big yeah. and like why add another bad player that's tough it's an arms and, race baby yeah i kind of love it i kind of love it i'm not gonna lie this is so good for hockey I, like, the only reason i thought that a third rounder is an overpay is because that's exactly what the jets gave up to get nate schmidt yes and like i said i don't think he's worth a third rounder but he might be worth a third rounder for the Rangers. Right. And that, but yeah, that's the, I think that's a great point too, is that's what they needed right now. So they went out and got it. Plus they got enough prospects in the pipeline. I mean, what the fuck is a third round pick? True. They got enough in the tank. So yeah. anyways, I think we beat that to a, to a pulp, but um, I'm excited for opening night. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's going to be sick. It's great. Not having skin in the game. I'm going to be honest. It's so perfect. (laughs) Fair enough. Easy for you to say, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that wraps it up, boys. I mean, that was a, a lot to everyone listening. I apologize for me going out of order in the signings. I was kind of all over the place <laughs> trying to check Twitter to find facts and shit, so I kind of fucked that all up. Um, one keynote I do want to say, starting next season, there will be 28 NHL players who have a bigger cap hit than Sidney Crosby. Wow. That I actually kind of believe now, like 28 still sounds high to me, but the number being like bigger is just a, you know, it's a result of time. And plus all these young kids are getting paid. 8.7, baby. Yeah. Is that what Sid makes? 8.7 because he's a fucking weirdo. Like talk about OCD. Oh Oh my my God. God. So weird. Yeah. Uh, Real quick before we hop off the top remaining NHL UFAs uh, by position centers. We have Tyler Bozak, Derek Broussard, Casey Sezikis, David Krejci, Riley Nash, Riley Sheehan, Eric Stahl, Derek Stepan, Joe Thornton, and Travis Zajac. Wingers, we have Alex Chason, Tyler Ennis, Alex Galchenyuk, Nikita Gusev, Andre Kasha, Patrick Marlowe, Kyle Palmieri, Zach Parise, Nick Ritchie, and Thomas Tatar. Bring back Chason to D.C. I, w- I would totally be okay with that. Uh, defensemen, you have Jordy Ben, Big Z, Christian Juice, Eric Goodbranson, Eric Gustafson, Ryan Murray, and Sammy Votnin. I think definitely those names could get picked up at some point. All those guys, I think, still have good treads left on the tires, even Chara. Uh Goalies, you have Devin Dubnik, Henrik Lundqvist, Curtis McElhaney, Tuka Rask, and Corey Schneider. Um, out of that uh, forward group, I can't remember winger or center. Andre Kasha, that one kind of surprises me. Yeah, I think he'll bit. get scooped up by someone. A, a lot of these guys are still in talks too. Like Paul Mary's, Paul Mary's working on getting a long-term deal in Long Island. So yeah. don't you worry about that one. Yeah. So that's just who's left on the table as we roll into what is this now? Day two, day three of free agency. I don't know. I can't Honestly, keep up anymore. This might be a hot take, but I don't really, these kind of episodes where it's just news, 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 news. And it's not like any gambling or analysis. It's just not my favorite kind of episode for being honest. It puts your brain in a pretzel because it's it just data overload. I yeah. will say the one reason I do like these episodes is it helps me get everything straight. Like I was feeling a little overwhelmed the other day, oh, just God. trying to scroll through the NHL discussion page on every single thing that happened. And I was like, Holy shit, dude, it's too much. And, which goalies are playing where now and yep. these guys swapped and everything. Like I'm not going to be able to like get it straight in my head, but like actually breaking it down and like telling the people about it, it helps me kind of hammer it home too. And remember like who's actually playing where. So. It, it does come in handy come season preview time, which by the way, you know, maybe when you, uh, Hopefully, if you come down for the the Lachlan tournament, we can, yeah, that bang, might be a good time. We can yeah. bang that out right there. And then, so um, yeah, that's all I got fellas. 
All righty. I think we're all good. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate the love and support. Go check out the merch store, like I mentioned at the start. And without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs>